Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, if you insist, thank you very much. Appreciate it. It's 4.06 now on this Friday afternoon, September the 11th, the 19th anniversary of You Know What, which we'll get back to here in a second. I note, as we go to the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307, Texter says, don't be too sure that the president won't get the Nobel Peace Prize. You might be surprised, 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 surprised. Trump has more friends than you know. No offense. No offense taken. But I will be more than four surprised. There'll be five or six surprised if it turns out he has friends on the Nobel Peace Prize Committee. That will surprise me a great deal. Does he deserve it? I think so. I really do. Even in a year of strong contenders, I think he would deserve it. But there aren't strong contenders. So, honestly, it'll be hard, I think, for the Nobel Prize Committee to come up with an alternative. They'll find one, but it'll be hard for them to do. We're also available, of course, at the Ingalls Advantage talk line, 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063. We are 1063 WORD, the Upstate's talk station, as if you didn't know, at uh, 1063WORD.com and uh, 101.5 FM in Anderson. Plus, not to mention, but we will, 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca. Thank you, folks, for being with us this afternoon. Uh, yeah, texters are taking note of the fact that uh, uh, most uh, nobody flew anywhere for days after 9-11. That was my memory as well, that it was quite a while after 9-11. I know the first flight I took was in uh, November to uh, the Virgin Islands for uh, for a wedding, and uh, it was a bizarre feeling to get on the plane, go to the airport, but that was my uh, memory uh, as well. Uh, another texter says there is a new uh, Mandela effect relating to 9-11. People say they swear they saw a video of the first plane hitting the towers, but there was no news uh, camera uh, show, live showing the towers. The only plane we could see hitting the World Trade Center would have been the second one. That is correct. Uh, we've all seen the, the shots and some uh, may think it was the the first tower, but no, that one, uh, nobody saw that. We had reports of that, so uh, what can I tell you? Uh, anyway, for what it's worth here, I was telling you about a University of, of Rhode Island professor, Eric Loomis. That is to say, University of Rhode Island, remember, this guy is paid by the taxpayers of Rhode Island. 
You may uh, recall the uh, murder of uh, uh, Jay Danielson, the member of the conservative group uh, Patriot Prayer during the recent uh, rioting in Portland, Oregon. Uh, anyway, uh, Eric Loomis, college professor at the University of Rhode Island, has publicized a blog post with the title uh, why uh, the, the, the man who, who killed Danielson was Michael uh, Rhinowell. Why was he killed? Uh, he was killed as federal authorities tried to arrest him. Loomis says he, meaning uh, Rhinowell, killed a fascist. I see nothing wrong with it. <laughs> My Lord, I see nothing wrong with it. Here are some of the things that uh, Professor Eric Loomis over the years has said uh, back in uh, 2013. I know the central mission of the Republican Party is to have a membership made up entirely of old rural white people. Not that that has anything to do with anything that matters, but then again, in Eric Loomis, you are not talking about the sharpest knife in the drawer. Although maybe we could convince him to go play with them and find out how sharp they are. Uh, it was a year before that, back in 2012, that Loomis, uh, clearly one of the knuckle-dragging degenerate savages of our time, came under the radar when he called for NRA leader Wayne LaPierre's head to be placed on a stick after the shooting massacre at uh, Sandy Hook Elementary in Newtown, Connecticut. And, of course, as we all know, Wayne LaPierre was behind the Sandy Hook shooting. <laughs> this guy Loomis is really a whack job, uh, let me tell you. Uh, one reader challenged Loomis, by the way. L let, me, let me go on here. Uh, one one uh, reader challenged Loomis by writing, Eric, he shot and killed a guy. And Loomis replied that he killed a fascist. I see nothing wrong with it, at least from a moral perspective. Tactically, that's a different story, but you could say the same thing about John Brown. So if you are a Trump supporter... You're a fascist, and it's okay for you to be killed. And the person who says that is paid a salary by taxpayers of Rhode Island. His name is Eric Loomis, E-R-I-K-L-O-O-M-I-S, and he is low-life scum. But uh, he's fortunate, of course, that uh, we are not of the same ilk as Eric Loomis, so he's quite safe. He won't even get hassled in restaurants. But he is uh, of the type of un-American low-life scum that uh, unfortunately permeates the country these days. Uh, uh, here's another comment. Uh, what's so great about assassinating a fascist? This was someone challenging uh, Loomis. In the absence of a sound affirmative justification, it should be easy to envision the drawbacks. Loomis answered, what's so great about assassinating random slaveholders, said liberals to John Brown. So that's the comparison, you see. If you are a, uh, a Trump supporter, then uh, you are deserving of being shot. I wonder if the taxpayers of Rhode Island were aware of this before. This is not a guy who's who has kept his big mouth closed before this. Yet he, he stays on the uh, the faculty at the University of Rhode Island, uh, and uh, he did he did indicate he he's a a moderate 
fascist, in which he wrote, the problem with violence is that it usually, though not always, is a bad idea. That I agree with. Well, how nice to know. Uh, we can always make an, an, an exception for you, I'm sure. But, of course, since we are civilized people, we won't do that. Uh, this is... Uh, well, here's something else that, that uh, Loomis had to say. Uh... Trump is objectively pro-COVID. Yeah, I mean, once Republicans figured out COVID was going to affect people of color and the poor disproportionately, they stopped caring about doing anything about it. He is off the wall, and uh, he has zipped right past ignorance and right past arrogance and smack dab into just plain bizarre, bizarre. All right. Jimbo says this text to Professor Loomis should look no further than his reflection if he wishes to see a true fascist. That's very true. That's very true. This is the kind of thing that the brown shirts were saying about Jews and gypsies back in the the 30s. So, uh, yeah. Uh, But again, the thing that uh, that there are such people in this country, I take as a given. I'm not thrilled with it. I I understand there are a third of a billion of us. You're going to have a few... uh, absolutely unredeeming whack jobs in any group of people that large. But this guy gets paid a salary by Rhode Island taxpayers. Why is he still teaching anything other than how to make license plates in some uh, uh, prison institution somewhere? Uh, I'm just wondering if he's ever said anything that would threaten the life of the president. Maybe he he could, could bunk with Andy Cuomo. Anyway, uh, just a few of the things that pass our way that I wanted to pass along to you on this 9-11. Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 106.3 WORD, now at 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca, 101.5 FM in Anderson. Everywhere on the Radio.com app, the time now is 4.15. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast afternoon all thank you for being with us today on this friday September the 11th of 2020. It is 21 now past 4 o'clock. And uh, there's also been some discussion back and forth about video hitting the uh, the North Tower. There is, a, as best I can find by uh, Googling around, there is only one existing bit of footage of the North Tower. This was footage being shot by a fire crew. The fire crew is going through some routine testing, apparently searching for gas leaks coming out of uh, of gratings. And they were just out doing routine stuff, uh, totally normal type of testing stuff. But they had this camera running through it all. And the camera shows the plane hitting the tower. And, uh, of course, the people uh, standing by are absolutely shocked and amazed. So I know that footage exists, but it's the only footage I've ever seen. I've never seen that shot before. Uh, But uh, most of the footage you see, of course, was footage of uh, the second tower being hit. So for what it's worth, we uh, pass that along to you here uh, this afternoon at 106.3 WORD. The Upstate's talk station, don't you know, where the Ingalls Advantage talk line is 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063, and the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 713-07-71307. Uh, let's see here. Texas says, so it was a football game last night or a socialist rally. Either way, I missed it. Well, I confess I missed it, too, for what it's worth there. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah, there is a texture says, I believe your information about the first plane is incorrect. Yes, uh, I stand corrected. There is at least that footage. I had not seen this particular footage before, but you could find it out there. So anyway, uh, for what it's worth, uh, we, we pass that along to you. It's, uh, it's pretty dramatic. Uh, at, the, at the time, of course, nobody could know. There, there was talk of uh, this was, uh, was an accident, possibly. Uh, and, and again, uh, if, uh, if you watch the footage, if you were among those few, and of course nobody was watching this at the time, uh, even, uh, even the firefighters weren't watching this at the time. They were just, I think, recording some kind of routine uh, training 
And and so uh, if you look at this, and and the, you see the World Trade Center among a lot of other buildings, but suddenly this great ball of flame shoots out of one side. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty dramatic, but it's clear that this plane, whatever it was, uh, flew directly into the side of the building, and it would be hard to think of anything else besides the plane. I guess at that point, you know, an artillery round, I suppose. But <laughs> how many of those are out there? Anyway. Uh, I do not uh, pass along the information about Professor Eric Loomis to suggest that all uh, uh, liberals feel that way, but at least one does. And uh, and again, it's interesting to note that this man has been saying stupid things like this for at least eight years. I've got uh, uh, three different quotes that go back over eight years, any one of which would certainly have gotten a conservative professor fired, of course, if there were any conservative professors, but it's just amazing. And I dare say, even after this latest thing came out, I'll have to keep an eye on Eric Loomis, but my guess is that he won't even be required to utter an apology. I could be wrong, and I hope I am wrong. An apology is not enough. It's okay to kill a person whose crime is supporting a political viewpoint. That's there is no there is no apology that covers that, okay? Eric Loomis, low-life scum and unworthy of, frankly, even residents in this country. Uh, he's an imposition to decent people every time he takes a breath of air. Have you uh, heard the latest about the, the great teleprompter flap? Joe Biden's press secretary is dodging questions about the use of, uh, of a teleprompter to answer questions during a campaign event. Uh, T.J. Ducklow is the particular spokesman for Biden. He avoided answering questions from Brett Bayer about Biden using a teleprompter. Brett Bayer asked specifically, has Biden ever used a teleprompter during local interviews or to answer Q&As with supporters? Ducklow responded by saying the question was straight from the Trump campaign talking points. That is to say, he didn't answer the question. If he was really secure in the answer, he would have said, no, it's not. And then he could have tossed in his little uh, Trump campaign talking points. But he didn't deny it, which is most interesting. And uh, he said, all the question does is distract the American people before Bear cut him off asking for a yes or no response. <laughs> oh, uh, that is, is, is bizarre. If it's really that bad, I mean, good heavens. Is, is it really that bad for Joe that he cannot answer questions? You know, it's not exactly like reporters have been tossing a lot of real hand grenades at Joe Biden. He's gotten far too many questions on the order of uh, how wonderful are you, Mr. Vice President, this sort of thing. I mean, anybody can handle these questions, you would think. But... Uh, I'm not sure if it occurred to T.J. Ducklow that by refusing to answer, that is tacitly saying it's true. I mean, it may not be true, but it, but if, if if it's not true, that was a really dumb response. Uh, that's the kind of question that you would answer immediately. No, he doesn't use a teleprompter, if in fact he doesn't. But if he does use one and you don't want to talk about it, then you... That really was a pretty smart response, I suppose, to say uh, it's straight from the Trump campaign, talking points designed to distract the American people, blah, 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 blah. So uh, T.J. Ducklow uh, was uh, 
ducking and dodging. And uh, <laughs> that's pretty sad. There will not be any teleprompter available, I can tell you, at the, at the debates, the first of which comes up September the 29th. Uh, but if there is a teleprompter out there, it's not exactly as though these things are subtle, that they're hidden. You know, you've got the little, the little uh, uh, screens set at an angle that are transparent so you can see through them, but on the other side you can read off of them. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you, cannot, you cannot fudge that. If you're using a teleprompter for anything, even if they're just sitting there, you, you can see it. You can see it. And, and it would be smarter, I think, of the, the, uh, the Biden people just to say, yeah, he uses a teleprompter. I mean, seriously. By the way, reading from a teleprompter, it may not be as easy as you might think. The, the teleprompter has to move at the speed that you read. And I have... Uh, an interesting experience one time with a teleprompter at uh, Channel 2 in St. Louis, which did not go well. <laughs> but uh, again, <laughs> I have never in my life looked at a teleprompter that said uh, the pandemic has killed seven members of the military and responded that the pandemic has killed over 6,000 members of the military. I've never read a teleprompter that badly, for what it's worth. All right. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about uh, Barack Obama property owner and property rights backer. Well, sort of, okay? Sort of. All right. Jimbo for Bobby Mac, 1063 WORD. The time now is 429. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. How do you do? How do you do? Thanks for being with us this afternoon at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. Our Ingalls Advantage talk line is 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063, and the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307, 71307. There is uh, a, a battle underway. In uh, Hawaii, on the big, uh, not the big island, but the, the main island of Oahu, the Honolulu Island, where uh, roughly 75% of the population is located. It's an effort to try and protect uh, a beachfront home. 
Uh, you're actually familiar with the home. It's the home that they used uh, for Magnum P.I. back in the 80s. Uh, the uh, home has a seawall because uh, without the seawall, the uh, the whole property and eventually the home would be pounded by the Pacific surf. But the seawall is not really up to snuff. The seawall doesn't do a good enough job, and so there are people there who wish to uh, protect the home. And, of course, the usual collection of environmental wackos and uh, eco-jerks is uh, attacking this. What's interesting is the property owner who is sticking up for the rights of property owners. His name is Barack Hussein Obama. That's right, our former president. And it would have been nice, of course, if he cared that much about property rights in the eight years he spent as the president of the United States. I suppose better late than never. And it's good to see that, in fact, he is standing up for property rights now on this three-acre piece of land, even if it is only for himself. But, uh, as I say, better better late than never. So, uh, I, I just, I don't know if, if the word hypocrisy is, is foreign to these people or not. Uh, you know, it would be nice if he were to accompany this by saying, and by the way, all those times that I attacked property rights and undermined property rights when I was president, uh, I was wrong. That would be nice. We have not heard that. Don't expect to hear that. Don't hold your breath expecting to hear that. But it would be nice. But no, uh, Barack Obama has not changed his viewpoint, except when it benefits him. <laughs> this is not what we would call a principled change of opinion. But for the record, that's right. Uh, Obama is uh, has obtained the, the home uh, that was used uh, uh, by, well, the Robin Masters home from the, uh, the Magnum P.I. show. Beautiful house. It is endangered by the Pacific Ocean. They have a seawall. It's not up to snuff. And despite, again, the environmental opponents, uh, the owner, Barack Obama, along with uh, a colleague of his, Marty Nesbitt, they want that 100-year-old seawall rebuilt and fortified, protecting property rights. And uh, all of their old uh, eco-buddies are getting all hot and bothered about this, as if, I suppose, something would be served by watching this beautiful home uh, pounded into oblivion. But I'm sure that uh, that's probably what their viewpoint would be. I, uh, I just love to pass along hypocrisy. We could probably do this entire show just based on liberal hypocrisy, but uh, uh, time would not, of course, uh, allow that. So I'll just uh, let you know that that's uh, where that stands. You've probably heard about this uh, 1619 project. It is the project uh, put forward by the New York Times magazine, which uh, takes the, the theory that uh, uh, American history uh, really began with the arrival of the first African slaves in Virginia. That was, in fact, in 1619. Now, uh, Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas has introduced a bill to defund schools which adopt the 1619 Project doctrine in their curriculum. Among the areas to do so are the uh, heavily Democratic areas of Chicago and Washington, D.C. Cotton puts it very nicely when he says the 1619 Project is a racially divisive, revisionist account of history that denies the noble principles of freedom and equality in which our nation was founded. True. Uh, so, uh, this is quite a revisionist history effort, actually. 
1619 project views the American Revolution as not intended for independence for Britain at all, but merely as a path to preserving slavery. Well, if you want to make it up as you go along, I suppose uh, that's certainly what they do at the New York Times Magazine. By the way, fellow's uh, written a great book called 1620, a critical response to the 1619 project. Name is Peter Wood, and uh, I've got that down on my list of things to to check out. The president, by the way, is saying that he wants to uh, defund uh, schools, uh, as he tweeted. The Department of Education is looking at this. If so, they will not be funded. Now, again, we must keep in mind, of course, that uh, the defunding uh, effort here, it would only be federal funding. It has nothing to do with state and local funding, and the feds don't pay for that much. So even if federal money were cut off, which is unlikely to happen with Democrats running the House, but even if it were, it wouldn't defund the schools. It would simply re- eliminate the federal funding. All right, we've got... Uh, uh, I think it's Anne in Greer to talk about Hunter Biden. Is that right? Uh, it's Dan, but that's okay. Uh, I'm sorry. What was what uh, was the name? Dan. Dan. Okay, Dan, Dan in Greer. Very good. Well, hello, Dan in Greer. Welcome. Thank you. Um, I just find it fascinating along the lines of hypocrisy. I just find it fascinating that um, Hunter Biden is never, ever, ever around his father. You would think that a dad who had lost a son would be even closer to the, to the other son. And yet, where is Hunter Biden to, you know, to prop his dad up, to, you know, to be there for him and to show family unity and support? Isn't that what every other president does? Aren't there children at least? They're not the focus, but they're there with them uh, wherever they go. And Hunter Biden is nowhere to be seen. But let's face it. If you are Hunter Biden and you know that you're the family screw up and that everything you've touched turns to crap and you knock up strippers from the DuPont Circle area of Washington, you get kicked out of the Navy for snorting cocaine. The best thing you can do for your dad is to stay quiet and stay out of the way. You know, I agree, and I called just because I wanted to hear you say that. I didn't want to say all of that, but that's the whole point. I just think that it's fascinating. Nobody questions it. No one discusses it. We accept it, and no reporters ask him about it, and so there it is. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, well, thank you for... uh for setting me up, as it were. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll put it this way. If if uh, I were Hunter Biden, as is precisely, uh, if I had an ounce of remorse about what I've done to my father, let's keep in mind, of course, <laughs> that uh, you remember what his father has done for him, too. He's He's opened the door for millions of dollars. Uh, but I suppose the best gratitude that Hunter Biden could show would be to be very, very quiet. In fact, I was amazed that Hunter Biden spoke at the Democrat convention. I really was. I just uh, thought that uh, he would disappear. I mean, I thought he would be like, uh, not not as, as serious uh, uh, an omission, but like Richard Nixon at the 1976 Republican convention right after Watergate. Uh, Charles Osgood of CBS wrote a wonderful poem called The Man Who Wasn't There 
about how Nixon was totally ignored through that entire convention, and of course, understandably so, but uh, I was amazed that Hunter Biden spoke at the, the Democratic convention. You have to think that, to a certain extent, Democrats are tone deaf about how they are perceived, whereas a lot of them apparently think that it's okay for Hunter Biden to cash in on his dad's position. The public doesn't think that, whereas apparently the Democratic leadership thinks it's okay for the mayor of Chicago to soak up a bunch of the beleaguered police department to protect her home, keep people off her street, while the rest of the city goes to hell. The public doesn't like that. Apparently, the Democrats are just that tone deaf at the leadership level. They don't realize how they're viewed. Let them eat cake is not a good principle to follow if you want to be elected to public office. 106.3 WORD, that is now on 95.1 FM in Clemson. In addition, Pickens and Seneca, 101.5 FM in Anderson. Everywhere on the Radio.com app, the time now, 15 before 5. Okay, I'll accept that. A special guest host. Thank you very much. We had to do that around here along with a few other esteemed folks. We'll do it again uh, actually on Friday the uh, 2nd of October. So that's one, two, three weeks from today. We'll be back in the saddle here as the Bobby Mack gets some well-earned time off at 106.3 WORD. We are also available, of course, online. Anywhere that you can go online, you can hear us at 1063WORD.com or, of course, at the Radio.com app. Uh, in terms of terrestrial radio, as we say, uh, in addition to 106.3 FM in the Greenville-Spartanburg, there's also 101.5 FM in Anderson and 95.1 FM further west in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca. Our Ingalls Advantage talk line is 1-800-347-1063. 347 1063 and the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307, 71307. We are interested in hearing your memories of 9-11. And uh, keep in mind the fact that if you are under 25, you probably don't have any memories of 9-11. That's, that's pretty bizarre. But for you... Uh, it might as well be the Kennedy assassination, the Lincoln assassination, Julius Caesar's assassination. It's history book time. So for what it's worth, always happy to hear from you folks and share your memories. It certainly was burned into my consciousness at the time because I was only eight blocks from the White House. And I was about, I guess now, from the, uh, the closest attack that was on the Pentagon. I guess I was about seven miles, roughly, uh, away from uh, the Pentagon on that particular day. And from D.C., of course, you could easily see the smoke.
just across the uh, Potomac River. Sarah Huckabee Sanders has a new book out, Speaking for Myself, which I expect is going to wind up on the uh, the best of Bohannon, uh, very possibly not this Sunday, uh, the the 13th, but uh, probably, I'm thinking, uh, probably uh, Sunday the 20th in the 8 to 10 p.m. hour here on Sunday evenings on 106.3 WORD. And uh, she has uh, now said that every reporter in the country should be asking why Bob Woodward held his rage interview with the president until just before the election. And Sarah sums it up nicely, as she always did when she was the White House uh, uh, press secretary. If he really thought that there was danger to American lives, he, Woodward, should have said something. He clearly didn't. He saved it because he thought it would be good fodder for the talk show circuit and he could make an extra couple of bucks selling more books by waiting. And uh, Sarah went on to say, and I think that tells you something you need to know about this book. It is meant to paint the president in the worst light possible, and that's not surprising coming from Bob Woodward. That's what his books usually look like. Uh, there's no question about the fact that <laughs> Bob Woodward has uh, certainly had a history of writing books that are often considered to be hatchet jobs. Uh, whether they are uh, true or not, they certainly are uh, books that are, shall we say, rather unflattering. I must confess that I'm not quite sure what the president had in mind uh, sitting down with Bob Woodward. I mean, I would just as soon walk up to a mafia don and uh, pick up their glass of wine and throw it in their face. <laughs> Associating, and I know Bob Woodward, okay, and he's he's... He's a decent enough guy if you're not the subject of one of his inquiries. In fact, I have interviewed Bob Woodward uh, fairly, I hope, and he and I have gotten into it a little bit. But uh, when he's interviewing you, well, if you can't get out of it, if he's decided to come after you, there's not much you can do about it. But to agree to sit down with him, I'm not quite sure what the president had in mind. That that was not uh, the soundest decision, I think, that... Uh, he ever made. Sarah's book, Speaking for Myself, Faith, Freedom, and the Fight of Our Lives Inside the Trump White House, also rejects the uh, Atlantic Magazine story, published, uh, damaged the president just before the election, going on record as saying that the president does not view dead American soldiers as losers or suckers. And uh, again, press secretaries here a lot of what presidents have to say. As Sanders put it, who do they cover? They cover the anonymous source, the coward who won't put their name on the record. I was there that day. I was part of these conversations. I know that those comments were not said by the president. So, uh, again, it, it's the, the same old story. Anything you can find uh, to dig your claws into, that seems to be the rationale, the basis for so much that is said. Uh, if you can possibly find something not necessarily true about the president, if you can find something plausible. And that's one of the problems that the president has in not always, shall we say, uh, <laughs> picking his words carefully, okay? Uh, the president doesn't uh, select his language with uh, an eye toward saying precisely what he wants to say. He just sort of meanders ahead with his usual two or three adjectives, and, and he might be 
well advised, especially now that he's been in this job now for almost a full term, that he, he might want to think seriously about parsing his language just a little bit more uh, seriously, because it makes it easier for people to go after the president on uh, on something like this. But uh, it is hypocrisy at its worst, and uh, and Sarah Sanders is quite correct. Unfortunately, hypocrisy at its worst won't stop people from doing it. And the reason they won't is because a lot of people will believe anything that's bad about Trump, and it is buttressed by the fact that sometimes the president can be pretty imprecise in his language. Texter says, Jimbo, everybody's talking about Bob Woodward riding on Nixon's coattails, but nobody's talking about how Mueller wiped cell phones clean. Uh, Yeah, that's worth mentioning. It was apparently accidental. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Yes, cell phones. Hillary's cell phones were wiped clean. Wink, wink, nod, nod. All right. Uh, Stay with us. uh, More to come. Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. And we have news coming up at the top of the hour. Right now it's 3 before 5. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 